This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, what's going on? I'm Rob Sestronino, back again to talk with you about the week's most interesting news stories for the week of November 28th, 2022, here on News AF. If the story is buzzing like it's on crystal meth, it's about to be News AF. If the same old news makes you bored to death, it's time for some News AF. Yeah, that's right. And we are back here on Cyber Monday, Cyber Monday special. So we interrupt your holiday shopping to bring you the top stories at this hour. And here is a man who I'm sure has uh, an assortment of things that would be great gifts for you and yours and everybody on your holiday shopping list. He is Pickleball's top influencer here with us today, Father Nature. It's Tyson Apostles. Tyson, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know exactly what you need. You probably need some pickleball paddles yep. from uh, Gamma, mm-hmm. probably some Fila pickleball shoes, mm-hmm. maybe a Chubby's fleece pullover, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you're set. Any Cyber Monday deals? All of them. Oh. Fila's 50% off right now. Oh, that's incredible. Everything, site-wide. Yeah. What yeah. about gold chains? Gold chains, you're going to want some gold chains. Well, you're going to want at least one gold chain. Yeah. See, I got one. You should mm-hmm. sell the fleece with the gold chain. You think so? But you mm-hmm. said you wouldn't wear the fleece like this. No, but there's lots of people who could and would. I'm Why saying I you? can't and shouldn't. Why? Um, I'm not a three-quarter zipper guy, first of all, as I've explained. Mm-hmm. Plus, I don't know if I've got the alpha male vibes to do that with the gold chain. Hmm. Do you, do you think that's what it is? Yes, I think it is. See, I don't think I've ever tried it. You should try it. Do you try need me it. to send you guys some uh, three-quarter zips? I mean... Well, sh- you need to send the gold chain, too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you, guys look, you, just you get the, a fake one. Okay. The bare chest by itself isn't so great. It's mm-hmm. the gold chain that draws the eye into the vortex of the chest. Mm-hmm. That's well, how, you know what I mean? It's like a work of art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a poem. <clears throat> This zipper is like a <laughs> contrast color. So yeah. it could, that could Ooh. work by itself. Anyway, I think that three quarter zip should almost always be worn all the way zipped down without a shirt underneath, unless it's cold outside, then you can zip it up. Okay. But still no shirt underneath. Correct. Okay. All right. Well, here's a man who uh, always has a shirt underneath. Uh, Danny Bryson, Mr. Vascular, Danny Monday. Mm-hmm. Hiding that vascularity. Yes. Are you vascular on your stomach? Uh, I used to be. Whoa. Like, yeah, so did in I. In high school. You're like, oh, look at that. That's pretty cool. Not anymore, though. It's all in the legs. 
Yeah, I'm always wearing a shirt. As I've said, it's, it's just what normal people do. Mm-hmm. Well, it takes a lot of guts. Only the most brave and the weirdest go huh. shirtless under jackets. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that it's like that. It, it's those two groups. And all you need is to look at the person and hear them speak to know which of those two groups they belong to. Tyson, brave. Uh-huh. You know, the guy outside 7-Eleven, maybe the weird, weird guy. So, mm-hmm. Is it brave or is it beauty? Like I, Beautiful. Yeah. A beautiful bravery. Yes. You're so brave. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, yeah. No, it's good to be here, guys. Uh, I'm overcoming a cold. Oh, man. I, I don't know. If, yeah. My kid well, was thoughts sick. and prayers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My kid was sick. Yeah. And you know how kids like to cough right into your face. Oh, non Right into your face. So you're, you're like, okay, now when will I be sick? Because mm-hmm. you know it's coming. Mm-hmm. And pretty quickly, I, I got it. He managed to sneeze right into an open eye. And <laughs> I think that's the quickest way to transmit a cold mm-hmm. is a direct sneeze into an open eye. <laughs> Which son was this? Ollie. Okay. And he's 11? He's 10. 10. Okay. Yeah. So here I am just recovering, feeling good. This is the first day I have felt good. And I think it's because my body knew News AF was happening. On Danny, Monday. were you sick over Thanksgiving? <laughs> um, I was just starting to get sick. You know, like those early when you're, you're like, is this happening? Mm-hmm. Is this happening? Am I getting sick? Mm-hmm. And you know, deep down inside that you are, but you still have hope. Like, now, nah, shit, dude. I'm going to overcome this. I had the flu shot, whatever this is, I'm going to just like ride roughshod right over it. Yeah. And then the next day it's like it punched you in the face. Mm -hmm. Wow. So yeah, no, it's good to be here. Yeah. Uh, I probably could have sweated it out if I had one of Tyson's fleeces. I could have covered my upper and lower body in nothing but fleece, no underwear, and probably would have recovered maybe a day or two earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you wouldn't need to zip it up all the way. Mm-hmm. And then as you get better, you slowly zip it back down to ventilate. Mm, yeah. And then you have to throw them away because of all the flu sweats you did in them. You can't wash that out. That, yeah. They have to be burned. Tyson, does the three quarter yeah. zip double as some sort of like a, uh, a, a meter of your health of a, when you were at full health? Uh, we see that the three quarter oh, yeah. zip is uh, mm-hmm. all, the all the way, way down. down. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. then when it's all the way up, that's when you know you're in trouble. Yeah, that's when something's Stay signals. away. Stay away. I am not. I am ill. Yeah, I'm not exactly. well. Exactly. That's exactly right. I'm dude. And sweating if, out my, my cold. If the world would follow this universal three-quarter <laughs> zip rule, then we wouldn't ever need masks. Mm-hmm. Even then, during the pandemic. You'd social distance. Yeah. Look at the zipper. Yeah. Look to the zipper. Look to the three-quarter zip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, zipper could be a cool name for Mastodon. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah the we were talking mask, in the pre-show about uh, some of the Twitter alternatives that are out there, and I said because I said that we were also broadcasting to Twitter. I hope that we're not going to get taken down. That I've been disparaging Twitter on Twitter. Wow, that's the best place to do it. That's where everybody does it. That's the only place to do mm, it. Twitter is nobody dead. On Instagram cares tweet. about. Yeah, yeah. Like they, I love the tweets. The Twitter is dead. Mm-hmm. It's the best tweet out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, running a social media site is difficult, guys. So part, coming up with the names the, might be the easiest part. You that's think? step one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, then why are there so many bad names, Danny? Yeah, that's what we're wondering. I right don't know, now. because there's a lot of people with no imagination. And as we all know, having grown up in a world without internet and then mm-hmm. now, trying to get a name now is just, it's impossible. All Some computer out taken. there is stealing every good name 
the minute they become available. So mm-hmm. you think Mark Cuban's computer is just stealing up oh, yeah. corporate <laughs> corporation names? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I just have, I'm going to go on the record here today. Maybe you play this clip in five years and I look like a fool, but Mastodon's not going to happen. It's the worst name. Nobody wants to be on a Mastodon. Mm-hmm. It's it, it was extinct for a reason. Okay. Yeah. Maybe if it had a better if name. Ride a, if I could ride a Mastodon into battle, that could be pretty cool. I guess so. It's slow and plotting. I'd rather fly away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what, on a tiny, I don't bird. think it's going to be Mastodon. <laughs> Whatever Twitter replacement is, it's not going to be Mastodon. You heard it here first. Yeah. It's going to be Sparrow, Arrow, or Zipper. Or Zipper. <laughs> zipper. Okay. All right. Tyson, you have a good holiday. I had a great holiday. My family came down. We rented a mansion in Arizona. Oh, <laughs> rented a mansion. Mm-hmm. Yes. You and Bieber. You guys are yeah. always renting mansions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It uh, had a heated pool, a hot tub, a trampoline, uh, a full baseball diamond. A full a baseball diamond? Court. Wow. Are yeah, you, in the backyard. Do you big into baseball? You guys play, play kickball. Oh, yeah, nice. Actually, that's kind of cool. Yeah. My whole family played kickball. There's 18 of us. Wow. That's two perfect teams of nine. Like Field of Dreams. Yeah, it was, except for there was no cornfields around, just desert. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was awesome. And this is the reason it was so awesome is because we were, uh, there's, were eight adults and eight, eight kids. And yeah. having a compound like that for a holiday, you don't have to plan any, anything. Like a mansion is the plan. That is the plan. So kids can go out and go swimming. Kids can go play pickleball. Kids can go jump on the trampoline, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was awesome. And, uh, and I think it, Oh, go ahead. You're, you're pro renting a mansion. Yeah. It sounds Um, like he's pro mansion. mm -hmm. I'm pro renting a mansion. It was only like a few blocks from our house, but our house can't house 18 people. So not even with the outside couch. Yeah. And TV. Mm-hmm. So okay. we, yeah. So it was really, really awesome. And uh, we didn't have hot water the first night. Mm-hmm. So they gave us the first night free. Oh my God. Boom. Who needs yeah. hot water? Life hack. You had the That's, heated pool, right? No, the pool wasn't heated either. That uh, night. Okay. But everybody was getting in that evening. So it would have been nice to have a hot shower after traveling in, Mm -hmm. but to save a few thousand bucks on, uh, you know, skipping a shower one night. Mm -hmm. Worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Worth it. Yeah. And then the, uh, Tara is asking who cooked the meals in the mansion. I had it catered. I had Thanksgiving catered. I had the local barbecue place smoke a turkey for us. They did some brisket. They did mashed potatoes, creamed corn. If you're into that. Uh, uh, green beans, uh, yams with marshmallows on it. You didn't do yams. You just well, you order the Thanksgiving feast as is. So, so you 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 didn't. Kids surprisingly like the candied pecans with the marshmallows in the yams. Yeah, there were people that ate that. Not for me. I didn't even try it. I didn't try the creamed corn. The stuffing was great. Mashed potatoes were fine. Uh, smoked turkey was great. Uh, brisket was awesome, and green bean uh, casserole with bacon, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, good review. 
Yeah. And I would, uh, I'm not a big like prep a meal for a long time type of guy. So I will do this every time. Tyson, well, if you're not a big (laughs) prep a meal for a long time, well, then what a great segue. What a a professional podcaster you are because... Mm -hmm. You knew our top story at this hour now, uh, is all about the prep time of Velveeta mac and cheese. Shells and cheese, to be specific. Danny, did you have any uh, macaroni and cheese at your Thanksgiving banquet? That would have been delicious, but I do have some of this in my um, cupboard. Okay. Well, it's Velveeta shells and cheese, uh, and it is the microwavable version. Uh, it says on the box that it takes just three and a half minutes to prepare. However, um, uh, Amanda Ramirez uh, is the plaintiff in a $5 million class action lawsuit oh. against Kraft Heinz Foods saying that ready in three and a half minutes is false and misleading because it takes longer than the three and a half minutes to prepare. So... I want to understand where you're Miss Ramirez and all of a sudden you're like, we're litigating at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, is it like, (laughs) she's like got a job interview on zoom. She's got three and a half minutes. She's got three, four minutes. She goes, she tries to prep it in three and a half. Think, think it's have 30 seconds to eat three and a half minutes goes by. It's not ready. Mm -hmm. Ruins her life. Is yeah, how does she like, justify the five million? It sounds like that's what you're asking, mm-hmm. right? Like, how what are the, how are those damages coming about? Five million dollars of damages because the time was not correct. Maybe she's been well. He, okay, Danny. So here's what you're missing. Okay, um, so the suit claims that the macaroni and cheese dish is sold at a premium price of ten ninety nine for eight of the cups, uh, okay. and so. Now you're saying like, oh, well, what does it take? Like an extra minute times that by eight. Oh my gosh. I, I would like eight? to follow Mrs. Ramirez around and see how much time she wastes in a day. Mm-hmm. Not even with these cups. I will say these cups, my kids like to make these. And what I would like to sue Velveta for is just the mess my kids make. <laughs> so, okay. Does it say there's no mess on the package? No, but I would still like to sue them. Yeah. Because somehow my kids do make a mess. My kid, okay, he tried to squeeze the cheese packet into this just like two days ago. And it wasn't coming out. So then he got scissors and cut the little tin, or not tin, but- Is that how it works, Danny? And it, that dropped onto the floor. And then cheese turd squeezed onto the counter and I would say maybe half of the cheese made it into the little cup. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, this doesn't have enough cheese. Mm. So there's lots to sue about. Yeah. The timing is not one of them. Is the cleanup time factored into? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It should be. Yeah, it should be in my, all, both my kid and my uh, niece who was with them. They love to claim how they can make this themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so simple. Yeah. But uh, I'm surprised at how they're not able to make this themselves. Yeah. I never had this. I used to back in college. I feel like I, easy this Mac. is easy Mac. And easy I think this Mac. might've been at like the dawn of easy Mac when easy Mac yeah. was first invented and it wasn't good. Tyson, I, I had Still to probably not. be in, Looks gross. you wouldn't know anything about this, but I think I had to be in quite like a, um, 
altered state before <laughs> I pursued the Easy Mac. Yeah, Makes Easy sense. Mac. Uh, I've is so much worse than regular Mac. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> then you have is this Velveeta? When you open it, is it already liquidy, or do you add water to it? If I remember correctly, since I've never made one, you do add some kind of water and then you squeeze in the cheese. But um, I'm just going off of what I watch my kids do out of the corner of my eye while I'm eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they call it liquid gold. In mm, yeah, Liquid gold, yeah. Mm, the other yeah. thing my kids make is they smash up top ramen in a Ziploc bag. Mm-hmm. What do they do with it? The, they eat it dry with the mixture in the bag. What? It's like a big thing. And the best part is they smash it up and half the time the bag tears in the, during the smashing process and then tiny bits of top ramen yeah, explode. All is all it over. good? No, it looks disgusting. I've yeah. had it before. And I've had dry ramen before. I've yeah. just had like the brick and then put stuff on it and chewed yeah. on it. Yeah, that's the same as crunching it up and eating it that way. But I didn't make a mess quite like that. Mm-hmm. You're time. saying... You're you're saying you're the difference between what your kids are doing and how gross you think that is. And what you did is just the fact that they crunched it up and made a mess. And yeah. made a mess. But their preparation time is way faster. They cut it down. Yeah. They cut it down. It's like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So quick. Okay. So just going back to the, the top ramen, is this something that just your kids do, Danny? Or is this a viral TikTok trend? No, I think that it's something a lot of kids do. Without the help of TikTok. The other thing that my kids started making was this disgusting looking dish, which is top ramen. And then you add flaming hot Cheetos in the top ramen after microwaving the top ramen. Wow. A a lot of like Franken dishes are being made at my house constantly. Amazing. Yeah. Your your kids have uh, seemingly removed the healthiest ingredient from the top ramen, (laughs) which is the water. Well, not when they do add the water. Oh. But in, in every case, I would say preparation time for all of these is under four minutes. I still hmm. consider Velveeta to be a quick meal. Yeah. Not Ooh. some kind of lengthy, you know, cooking preparation so, time BS. Danny, are you willing to testify on behalf of a Heinz Craft Foods and be a, uh, a help character witness? Yeah, for character Velveeta? witness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do I get paid? Is that like a pay? Yes, definitely. Yes. If she's I, suing for five million, I bet you could get a million out of it. Uh, okay, give mm-hmm. me a million. I'll come in. I can't uh, say that it's not messy. But <laughs> well, that's not the case. That, that's not a lawsuit. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm in. Yeah. A million, okay. I might. I can be bought for a million dollars. According to the lawsuit, that there's her attorney saying that Ramirez, Miss Ramirez, like other consumers, are trying to stretch their money as far as possible. When buying groceries, according to the suit uh, and the uh, bold statements like the ones that the Heinz Craft Foods are making are represented in uh, a uh, misleading way. Hint of lime. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You think it's the same guy somehow? No, no, it's not the same person. Well, maybe it is. Maybe he's representing Mrs. Ramirez, but it's just these people who just scour the shelves at the market. Mm-hmm. For lawsuits, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what comes first? Uh, it does uh, Miss Ramirez go shopping for attorneys of like, hey, you know, I just <laughs> like uh, it just took me five minutes to make this. It doesn't make you ready in three and a half minutes, right on the package. I gotta find an attorney, or does the attorney looking for somebody who will, uh, you know, vouch for their claims? My I, what I also wonder is if you go get a degree of in law. 
when you go to a law school, is there like a whole semester designated for hint of Lyme type lawsuits? This is a, it's a case study now where they're just like, yeah. Uh, Johnson versus uh Lays. Tortilla chips. Mm-hmm. Ramirez. Yeah. The Supreme court <laughs> hearing Ramirez versus Velveeta. And it's like all they study. They, they used to just study like divorces and uh, estates, you know, but now it's like all petty lawsuits against food. Mm-hmm. You know, well, the, the Pepsi one. Did you see the Pepsi documentary about uh, dude? Yeah, my I, jet. I watched yeah, about yeah, half of jet. it and then the characters in it annoyed me so much. I stopped. Yeah. I didn't see it. Tyson. What was it about? Um, he, a guy. So Pepsi in the nineties advertised that you could get a Harrier jet with 7 million Pepsi, Pepsi points. points. Mm-hmm. And the kid found like a little hack where it was only going to cost 700,000 dollars to get seven million points and then he would get the harrier jet and the harrier jet was at uh, a harrier jets about was about 30 million dollars at the time so he was like oh that's quite the profit and so he did it there was no like little asterisk or anything by it and then they went to court and were in court for like five years or something and ended up not being awarded the jet, mm-hmm. even though most people say that he probably should have been. Mm. You can't fight big Pepsi or yeah. even big soda. I mean, they've, their lawyers are some of the best. Yeah. <laughs> they've got the top soda lawyers uh, working today. Yeah. That was like kind of the beginning, the early stages of Hint of Lime and, and uh, three and a half minute cooking time mm-hmm. lawsuits. Yeah. Uh, some people just, she's obviously has a ton of time to be filing lawsuits. So mm-hmm. she probably has enough time to wait for that Velveeta cup. Well, it depends. Uh, we got to see who the lawyer is. Uh, that maybe the lawyer is just uh, going ahead and like finding people who will just like, okay, can I put this claim and hand this one in, in your name? Yeah. Maybe I'll get one of those random class action uh, checks. Mm-hmm. In the mail, like for 25 cents. Mm-hmm. Like you've been compensated. Yeah. That'd be cool. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. Let's talk about another lawsuit. Actually, uh, this is a winning lawsuit. Uh, this one's important from, from the UK. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. This is, I'm sorry. In France, France a, a Frenchman, yeah. uh, a man was fired for being too boring, Danny. That should not happen. Mm-hmm. That should not have, but tell, tell, tell us more. Cause there is more to this story. Yeah. Like what made him boring? Okay. So he worked at a uh, consultancy, which was called cubic partners, uh, which is notable for its uh, fun and pro approach to work. What does that mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like um, Google probably uh, where they have ping pong tables and stuff as a I think it sounded like more like Wolf of wall street type stuff. Oh, That's mm-hmm. what I thought when I read this article. Yeah. And so they would have like events. Uh, they would force their employees to participate in seminars and end of the week drinks, which uh, ended up in 
like a lot of excessive alcohol intake. Maybe people were making Forcing. Easy Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Now Forcing. listen to this. The sordid shindigs mm -hmm. also included simulated sexual acts. Mm -hmm. hear more about that. Yeah. <laughs> Sharing beds with colleagues during seminars. That sounds like a price cutting technique. Mm -hmm. As well as cruel nicknames and other forms of hazing. Mm -hmm. So, What do you think they'd call me? Party house. What do you, oh, like as a cruel hazing nickname? nickname? Yeah. I'll have hmm. to think on that. I'll have to, uh, well, it sounds like before you get the nickname, you do have to perform simulated sexual act <laughs> and share a bed. Then comes the nickname. Because yeah. you really have to see the person in action before you can know what nickname to assign them. I bet you didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. I bet it just like happened once. So what's the and, simulated thing? Is that like somebody just like humping the air or something? Is that what we're thinking? <laughs> or somebody yeah, got like VR I, goggles on and it's a I don't know. simulation? Well, so then I think maybe you have to consider the source also because uh, that this person who didn't want to participate in any of the fun got mm -hmm. fired. Uh, and they said they were, I guess they told them they were too boring, Danny. Yeah. And guess what? This killed joy. Because that's what he is. <laughs> that was right? making a list of everything that was going on. He it really should have just quit on his own. Like obviously, it's not a good fit. Um, there's no need to stay in this company. The company is who they are. Mm -hmm. You should just leave. That's if you don't want to do simulated sex acts in the air mm -hmm. and sleep with colleagues, then you should probably find a different job. And they should have been upfront, like, hey, by the way, this place is a hoot. We party hard and we work hard. At we're, Cubic Partners. We're super fun and pro. So um, part of the... Part of your, to be fair, it sounds very not pro. Um, yeah, it sounds almost uh, the, the opposite pro. of pro. Yeah. yeah. So they should have asked like during the interview process, like, could we'd like to see your air guitar moves. Yeah. Uh, we'd also like to see, sim you know, what kind of simulated acts you can do. Yeah. And what's a good cruel nickname? Like throw some cruel nicknames at me right now. Let's see if you're right for this job. Yeah. And I then think also like maybe... Uh, just be like, would you be okay with a 1980s work environment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Tyson, mm -hmm. what do you think was the compensation that was given to the person who was fired for being boring? Uh, six pack of beer. Mm -hmm. No, it's financial, oh, financial oh. compensation. Uh, 20 grand. And three grand. Three grand. The cheese lady's going to get like a hundred times that amount. Mm -hmm. The cheese lady's only getting 300 grand. Oh, well, whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't do the math off the top of my head. Tons yeah. more than that. Yeah. So that's what the court has agreed to. Uh, this person who's fired for being boring uh, is also looking for another $500,000 in damages, uh, which is going to be decided separately. There's so yeah. many jobs for boring people. Like mm -hmm. he really has a lot of opportunities out there. He didn't well, have to work here. Does the job description say that they can't be boring? Like, what is the actual title of this person's job? That's what we need to find out. Yeah, I don't know if the job description says you have to be <laughs> fun, uh, but I guess they said it was a Should fun have. and pro work environment. Uh, they said that this person failed to embody the party atmosphere that the consultancy was trying to cultivate. Um, and they also said the other reason for this person who is known by Mr. T, although mm. ironically, the real Mr. T not boring. 
Yeah, yeah. It was a real party. Yeah. He'd pity the fool who would say. So the boring guy's nickname is Mr. T. I think he wants to be anonymous. And so oh, that he is I going that's, by. That's a cruel nickname. That's thought, not a cruel nickname. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That no, you don't think that he's like, a, you know, a bald guy that wears like a ton of gold chains to the office. And that, that's his look. And they start calling him <laughs> Mr. T. <laughs> you never know. You don't think the cruel nickname stuck. I mean, by the way, he could come over here, work for the IRS, the DMV. I mean, really any government job mm-hmm. would yeah. suit his boring yep. well, attitude. The reasons that they gave for firing Mr. T included being boring, being bad at mm-hmm. listening and difficult to work with. <laughs> I think the boring and difficult to work with are kind of this, like the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they said, actually, most of the people that get fired from this company are they get fired because they're too wild. Well, it's a real Goldilocks uh, yeah, <laughs> environment over there. These these people are walking a fine line. Look, we need you to party pretty hard, but <laughs> not too hard, but not like hard, not hard at all. We like need you in the middle right there. Show me your moves. Like simulate something in the air right now. That's mm-hmm. just the right amount. Yeah. Um, so they, Mr. T uh, said in these court documents that he was exercising his freedom of expression by abstaining from the parties. Oh, yeah. I mean, are you getting paid to be at the parties? Is that part of the job description is the thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I am and always have been furiously anti-extracurricular. Yeah, like after work parties. I'm not going to those. I don't yeah. even want to work here. If they're like, we have regular parties, they'd be like, I'm out. I'm out. Mm. Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm on the more boring end. I'm not going to go party with a bunch of bros. Mm-hmm. How do you know it's I'm, bros? Oh, this is totally a bro thing. I mean, yeah. maybe not, but this sounds like they they say it's like a Wolf of Wall Street environment. Yeah, I'm looking at their website. Company. What's that? Do we know the type of company? Is it invest, what, an investment company? No, I'm looking at their website um, and I have to get the translation from uh, English to French here. But um, oh, it's through, French. It's a, yeah, French, it's a French company. company. Yeah, yeah, you didn't catch on to that. It's, so this is the French. The website says, uh, let's transform your potential together. They do lean management. Lean management is the method used by managers to improve performance. Uh, the word lean means no frills. Training in lean allows you to learn to manage differently. Going to the essentials while aiming for excellence in terms of safety, quality, deadlines, costs, and impact on the environment. Hmm. Sounds like they don't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing, too, is that the French, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to dinner in Europe, but those dinners are <laughs> long, dude. Mm-hmm. So you're going to a dinner, that's three hours. Then you got to go to drinks after. That's another six hours. You're doing that every day. That's a full yep. work day of partying after each. Yeah, work. his side hobbies of knitting, they fell by the wayside. Done. He was like, dude, I wish I could go home and be with my cats and knit. Mm-hmm. But I've got six hours of dinners at work every <laughs> yeah. day. Um, they do cite four core values at this company. Uh, they are humanism. Mm-hmm. Individual and collective example, customer proximity, and fun and professional. So I thought fun you said and pro hedonism, hedonism. Yeah. Instead of humanism. I mean, thing. I think that hedonism is humanism at its core. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the part we like the most. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, maybe it's just being lost in translation here, 
But I feel like they're saying a whole lot of nothing. whole lot of nothing, yeah. Nothing you've said about the website or the company or their core values or anything has made me think that they've thought through any of it. They're going to teach you how to party. Yeah, all they need to do is make enough money every quarter to party hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Every weekend, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we were talking before we came on today. Uh, boy, I was uh, not prepared for how tapped into the NFL uh, Danny and Tyson are. And so that this yeah. might be a story that uh, they might have already known about. But really, NFL Twitter was a buzz yesterday after the uh, one of the games happened yesterday where the commanders uh, continued their winning ways and their rookie running back. Brian Robinson was spotted in the locker room with a very interesting accessory known as a big hat. Okay. Uh, you two are hat wearers. Um, <laughs> so rookie running back Brian Robinson uh-huh. said his friend has a big hat company. If you want a big hat, let me know. Uh, and this hat Looks to be, big. would you say, is it five times the size of a normal hat? Yes. And for it's, someone who's used to wearing a helmet, maybe this isn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's big. It, that is a big hat. It's pretty cool. Tyson, are you in search of a big hat sponsor? Uh, always. I would wear that, but I wouldn't wear it daily. I Look, would wear people it wear cowboy joke. hats. Cowboy hats are big hats. Like, could you yeah, get cowboy- a Dallas cowboy big hat? Yeah, but... You the big hat. Here's what you need for the big hat. The big hat is only to wear at games or if you're tailgating or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this serious? Do you think he's being serious? His friend has a big hat company, and so he says Do we that know he the can, website. I don't think he gave it out. That's the question. I don't know if we know the Brian Robinson friend big hat company. If somebody has it in the chat, I, I I would be in the market for a big hat. Honestly, it looks like on his face, he's about to smile. It looks <laughs> like this picture was taken right before he started laughing. Yeah. Um, do you think that his friend asked him to wear the big hat as a favor and he reluctantly agreed to it, not realizing how big the hat was? Yeah, Real Seinfeld, puffy shirt situation? Yeah, puffy shirt. Yeah. He's like, hey, I've got a, I've got a hat company. Would you wear my, my hat? And he's like, oh yeah, I would do that. He's like, you know, it's, it's kind of big. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that sounds fine. And he didn't. He opened the box, and it was like I, a crate. I want to see what it looks boss. like. Nogginboss.com. What it looks like forward with the bill over. Oh my gosh, they mm-hmm. have them all, dude. Nogginboss.com. Yeah. Nogginboss. It's just like a giant oversized hat. Do they have a Cyber Monday sale? Uh, let's see. Choose your color and insert size. Personalize with a patch or go full custom. First, you choose your noggin. Yeah, I'm going to choose it. Yeah. Noggin boss. Seems like there's a, yeah, a lot of uh, young well, women that wear a giant hat. on the, Yeah. So, yeah. $75. Get out of here. But they're big. There's a lot of fabric I guess on so. Those. And tons of attractive women are wearing them. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's uh, let's see our our story. Is he, oh, hold on! I'm, I'm getting a lot of sound on the website. Oh no! Okay. Oh yeah, my gosh. They, Shark Tank. They sorry. were on Shark Tank. Oh, they were on I Shark were. Tank. I'm guessing they weren't picked up. Look, if Cuban passed on these guys, I don't know if I can buy one of their hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I look at this one. This one says USA. That'd be perfect for the World Cup. Yeah. 
how about this one? It says boss babe. What if you self-identify as a boss babe, this mm-hmm. could be a, a great hat. What if everyone else identifies you as a boss babe, but you don't identify mm-hmm. yourself as a boss babe? Number this one, guy- dad. <coughs> yeah, I could get that. Yeah. I mean, that. what could anybody say to you if you have the number one dad noggin boss hat? How about I'm boring? I am boring? Yeah. I'm boring. That guy could have worn that hat. There's a tennis ball. Do they have a pickleball? Yeah, it looks like you can custom make. Oh, CEO. That would be good if you were running a company. Do they tell you how to do that over at Cubic Partners? I doubt it. If you have to wear a hat that says you're CEO, then, then you're, you're probably not you're no CEO. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that, this could be the holiday gift for everybody on your list. Uh, you know, if you can't get a chubby three quarter inch uh, polo, if they run uh-huh. out of stock, maybe this. Yeah, maybe an avocado hat. Guys, here's We're the other on Oprah's list, like mm-hmm. Christmas list for sure. Yeah, like two years in the future, these are the only baseball caps that exist. <laughs> oh, that's not a future I want to be part of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, even for baseball players, Tyson. <laughs> yeah, even for baseball players, Danny's going to have to get mediocre amateur oversized <laughs> noggin bosses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it I would. Mean, if you're a baseball player, this could double as the helmet. So you would have have to create less helmets could keep costs down for Major League Baseball as salaries are rising. Yeah, yeah. very smart. Mm-hmm. Danny, could you wear this instead of a bike helmet? Uh, you know what helmet I'm interested in? I saw this. Uh, they make a scarf helmet. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. No. Scarf helmet? And it That's what I around want. your head as head. you fall. As you fall. Yeah. That's the helmet I want. What do you mean it inflates? It's like an airbag? So, yeah. 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 It looks it's like a scarf. But when it senses collision, it'd be like, Psh, the video's been around for a while, but it just started circulating again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I saw it a couple of years ago, and it's a bad sign that it hasn't taken off. I haven't yeah. seen people with the inflatable scarf, okay. but uh-huh. the world's safest bicycle helmet isn't yeah. a helmet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, so here's, a, here's this woman going over the bike, and uh-huh. boom. They have a video of it too, of it popping Still out. Still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much for a helmet scarf? Uh, mm. are, can you even buy them yet? Yeah. Is this yeah, a real product? See. I feel like it's a concept. Uh, I, I don't know. Oh, 55 uh, euros. Euro. 55 yeah, euros? Dollars dollar strong. Get that right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pick one up for everybody on your <laughs> list also. Boy, so many deals today on the Cyber Monday special. Yeah, right? Five stars too. That got like 400 reviews at five stars. Mm-hmm. I want to get one for my kids because they won't wear helmets and I'm tired of yelling at them. So Will they wear good. a scarf though? Wear your scarf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. It's, not, it's more like a neck pillow than a scarf, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, okay. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Okay. Like it loops around, but it's not super soft. But then when it inflates, just boom around your head. This is insane. What a world we live in. What a world we live in. I don't live in that world yet of inflatable uh, neck braces. So mm-hmm. here's what you could do. You wear the noggin boss mm-hmm. and then you also wear the neck brace. Thing. No way. As no the way. neck brace goes, it pushes the foam out of the noggin boss, keeping the noggin boss on your head, but protecting you at the same time. The Naga boss gets you killed. It obstructs the inflation of the helmet and you You die. couldn't wear them both at the same time. Yeah. No, no way. It's one or the other, I think. Okay. Style or function. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's been always the yeah, right? age-old battle. The trade-off. the beginning of man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
This is a study that was uh, announced today that I'm not sure I totally understand. Okay, uh, so they surveyed 2,000 dog and cat owners. Okay, uh, okay. and according to the study, uh, they found that the four out of five of these people feel like that the world would be a better place if we saw through our pets' eyes. That's the headline. Three out of four? Four out of five. Four out of five. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, And so these sound like that these are people who are on dating apps uh, who are spending a lot of time uh, with their pet. uh, And they feel like it's easier to make conversation uh, with their pet. Uh Uh-huh. Because you can just talk at them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. And they feel like that the pets are able to just go up to people. And so these are people that are struggling to like uh, make a human connection, but pets seem to have no problem. So they're liking the social aspect of the animals. Mm-hmm. So do they want to become a pet themselves? Yeah. If a um, serum existed that could turn you into a dog, now it's saying that uh, 34% of people would take that serum? Yeah. Some of the respondents wow. said, um, sometimes I feel like not getting up anymore, but having to take care of these animals helped me to continue to get up and move. Uh, and seeing, uh, my pet as corny as it may sound, something about the innocence, the purity opens my heart, uh, beyond something indescribable. I feel a warmth in my core and I want to do better for her. And that's why is this guy, <laughs> these are this people, one person. <laughs> yeah, that's why 78% of the respondents said that the world would be a better place if they could view it through the pet's eyes. Mm-hmm. These people sound lonely. <laughs> yeah. Danny, you're a you're a pet owner. You are a pet owner. So are you, Rob? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So am I. I have a tortoise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. You would love to see the the world through the eyes of your tortoise. Nah, I think it's all about just like food. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think with both most animals, yeah, you know, when the animals are all just with the other animals, it's about food and banging, and that's basically food and banging. Oh my god, <laughs> what, what do you work at Cubic Partners, Danny? <laughs> Come on, Danny. <laughs> Yeah, but the um, one of the people that did this study, they said, we see this survey uh, results as an opportunity for us to better ourselves by taking a page from the pet's handbook. We challenge you, chat it up with a stranger, embrace and celebrate diversity, leave judgment at the door and strive to be an elevated version of yourself. One that would make your four legged friend be super proud, Danny. You know, these last two stories. <laughs> yes. It's just a weird world we're living in. What, what the big hat and maybe, the, maybe where the big hat is a conversation piece, mm-hmm. you know, like people might come up and talk to you if you're wearing that oversized hat. If you're wearing the big hat, that's a conversation starter. So if you are struggling to start yeah. conversations, yeah. pick up a big hat. It's probably worth it for $75. Maybe we should open up human parks, not like we already have, but like fenced off areas where humans can go up to other humans. I think mm-hmm. there's a key and pill sketch that's exactly like that. Yeah. And they just run up to each other and they're super excited. Yeah. And they yeah. can pretend like they're dogs because it's easier to talk to a human when you pretend you're a dog mm-hmm. than you pretend you're a human. You wear that boss babe giant hat around, Danny? Oh my God. You're going to be having conversations all day. Yeah. You're a babe, but you're, 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 you're a boss. Yeah. 
Tyson, would it be rude to wear the giant hat on an airplane? Are you in, uh, taking up too much <laughs> oh. space? Do you need a bigger yeah. seat? Definitely rude. And also uncomfortable because you won't be able to uh, lean your head all the way back. It's just going to push you even further forward than the seats are already designed to do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to bring back hat boxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the hat boxes are very, very nice to have. Right. Noggin, ba- Noggin Boss hat box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The perfect accessory for your noggin boss hat. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, Danny, I don't know if I know this about you. Are you an early riser? Um, yes, pretty early. Mm-hmm. No. Not and, by choice. Yeah. And Tyson, you're famously not an early riser, right? I've been anti-early early rise since my existence. But, but now you are forced into it. I'm yeah. also forced into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is another study uh, that says that people who are early risers, they feel like that they may be people who have higher verbal intelligence. Yeah, that's true. Yes, what, yeah, what has been your <laughs> anecdotal experience? <laughs> that's it. No, I don't think that's true at all. I've always been verbally blessed and have uh, famously risen quite late. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, false. Do you think you're an outlier? Um, I mean, I think I'm verbally gifted more so than 99% of the population. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm an outlier. Yeah, you, ho- you host many podcasts. I'm, yeah. an, I'm an outlier to, uh, You're a top everything player. to all mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. 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 So the study was done by early morning people. I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to just Canadians. seem better than everybody. Yeah. So they just did the study before all the uh, yeah. late risers woke Boy, up. Wake up and voice their opinion. <laughs> yeah. Also, they probably made this study up while he was, or he or she was sitting there looking at their partner asleep, mm-hmm. you know, like 10 in the mornings, just super jealous. Like, yeah. how, how could they do that? So these no, were, or you're like, Rob gets up at four in the morning, looks over and it's like, Hey Nicole, would would you say I'm verbally blessed? And she's like, oh. uh, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, you're not. Mm-hmm. Mark that down. Early risers can definitely be more obnoxious. Um, mm, is that both the true their energy, here? their energy in the morning is obnoxious, but they they love telling other people how early. Like when I read about how Mark um, Cuban, no Zuckerberg, um, no, I'm I'm sure he's on the list. The guy who just, uh, Wahlberg, talks about oh. waking up at 2.30 in the morning. You're like, dude, that's just stupid. Why does he get up so, so early? Stupid. What does he have to do? Because he goes so to bed at like, four. He can do like five workouts. Yeah. Also, actually, I'm going to go on a tear here because this is one thing I hate about people who talk about waking up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Now, there's this whole thing where people are like, dude, you, what do I do? Like my system. I get yeah. up at 4.30. I drink a gallon and a half of water. Then <laughs> I do my first workout, legs only. And then I go and I eat five steaks and then I hit my arms and you're and like, you have to stick to this routine. And every time I hear people say that or give out some stupid routine like that, like, Oh, you got to stick with the routine. I'm like, you don't have kids. Cause I would yeah, love to yeah. wake up early, but when I have a kid who's puking on me at three in the morning <laughs> or crying because uh, something fell over in the room in the middle of the night, it's like impossible when you have other people, you either have to be single or selfish or to old. maintain yeah, mm-hmm. uh, or to maintain like a constant early morning routine. Mm-hmm. Sick of I it. I don't like the early morning <clears throat> routines. The guy like like this Marky Mark Wahlberg who's like, I wake up at 2.30 to exercise. Right. It's like, why don't you just go to bed a little later and wake later, up a little yes. later and rotate your whole schedule around you, like a normal Yeah, you person. sound like a psychopath. You're the people I see driving around at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. 
You're like, what? Who are these people? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just a bunch of Mark Wahlbergs and people yeah. with their system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, uh, don't mess with success. Okay. It's working for Mark <laughs> Wahlberg. And then you always see the list on Instagram. They're like, ten. Uh, things that all successful, successful people, people do. do. And it's yes. like, wake up at 4 a.m., <laughs> get workout in, drink electrolytes, have magnesium, do yoga, <laughs> do some other meditation, then do uh, two and a half hours of reading literature, then write some poems, then write in your Lemon journal. water enema. Lemon water oh, enema. Yeah. <laughs> and then at 7 a.m. after you've done all of that, go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Productivity's through the roof. Mm-hmm. By 12 o'clock. I've done everything I need to do to be successful. Then I work on my book. I'm writing five books about how to be successful. (laughs) (laughs) It is so out of control. And it always starts with wake up early. Mm -hmm. It always starts with wake up early. Maybe these are the same people that are also saying like, all right, lunch. Got to grab a snack. I've got three and a half minutes. Got to make some <laughs> Velveeta <laughs> mac and cheese. I've got Before five my leg workout. shells I've and got cheese. Five lawsuits in the pipeline. <laughs> I work on those between nine and ten. Uh, taking too long. Get a lawsuit going. <laughs> Cancel my one o'clock. Okay. All right, Danny. Do you have some stories for us uh, in your bolt hole once again? I do. Okay. So let's go, let's go visit there with Danny Bryson, the world famous Danny's Bolt Hole. Welcome to my bolt hole. I think you're gonna like it. I think you're gonna feel you belong. Yes. Hey guys, today I'm going to talk about my 10 point system for being (laughs) successful. What's number one? (laughs) Number one, you must wake up at 4.30. Cold cold shower. (laughs) Jump on the trampoline, 15 minutes, get those lymphatic system going. I have a steak on my bedside table. I instantly eat it and then I take a cold shower. Then I drink some urine. Yes. It's like, that's not what I want to talk about, though. Seriously, this is something that... Well, Tyson, you, you could have taken a cold shower at the mansion on the first night. I it did. Would have, yeah. Did you feel alive? Did you, you, I felt miserable. All I wanted was a hot shower. <laughs> and, then, and then gone right on the trampoline. Yeah. <laughs> if you would have had that brisket delivered going. early, it could have been right there for you. You could have been on, on Danny's system no, the whole first no, day. No one over 25 should jump on a trampoline. Dude, you don't have to tell me. All your insides are no longer connected in a solid manner to your body. And you just mm-hmm. feel the whole, all your innards just moving inside. Compress. Very, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very unsettling. Yeah. Anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. This is something we did brush on mm-hmm. on our Halloween special. Oh, yes. And it had to do with fairy tales. We talked about. Oh, not 12 foot skeletons. Deep- we bored people with Hansel and Gretel talking about how, you know, it was not the story that we were led to believe. And a survey came out saying that fairy tales, uh, almost a majority of people think that fairy tales are too grim for children. That's why the Grimm brothers wrote them. Yeah. The number one fairy tale, Mm -hmm. 46% of parents believe that Hansel and Gretel is an inappropriate bedtime story. So it wasn't just me. No, it is inappropriate. 46% said it was inappropriate. 28% said Little Red Riding Hood was. Yeah. 25% Rumpelstiltskin, which 
I don't really remember that. R- story. The real true Rumpelstiltskin story is quite horrifying. I I I think is it 12%, true? Yeah, twelve percent. Oh the three little pigs mm-hmm. and eleven percent Beauty and the Beast. Are you saying is the Rumpelstiltskin story a true story? <laughs> uh, no, it's not a true story. It is, but the actual Rumpelstiltskin tale, I believe, is quite disturbing. Yeah. They're all disturbing. Back then, yeah. when these stories came out, like in the dark woods of people's Bavaria, imagination was different. <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, there was no hope. So <laughs> mm-hmm. to write a story, we were so used to like Marvel movies, and yeah. it was like everything ends well. But back right. then, in that world, nothing ended well. Yeah, so ever. the story even in real life. <laughs> yeah, how life most likely was for yeah. them because. Back in the old days, they didn't want you to know how bad you had it. So they had to, like, uh, the, all, all the stories had to have, like, yeah. unhappy, miserable, like, oh, I guess you we should think, be thankful for how you yeah. your life is bad. How good I have it because this sounds. Let terrible. me tell you about these two kids that were yeah. kicked out of their house and lured into the forest. Well, Ziggy in the chat says most of the stories are uh, just uh, encouraging kids to not wander off into the forest. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. like every- that is a good, yeah, that's a totally good observation. <laughs> yeah. Probably the biggest danger at that time was like, look, stay near the farm. Yeah. Do not go away from venture the into the forest. Something will get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably because things were so boring. People had to go and uh, venture off. The only people who stayed home were all of the people that would get fired from working at the French uh, consultant for agencies for being too to boring. Party. Yeah. 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 This is basically them saying like 10 ways to be successful in the middle ages. Stay close to the farmhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Do not insult the king. Do not shoot the king's deer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do not under any circumstances, go through the forest. Never go through the forest. And I think I've read several accounts, like historical accounts. The forest back then was super scary. Oh, was like, it? It was huge. It was dark. It was like not a place anyone ever wanted to be is filled with bandits most of the uh-huh. time. And so it's not surprising that so many of these stories cover the forest. The forest is a part of it. Mm-hmm. Terrifying place to be. Even now, when you go into a forest, it's it's got a vibe. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it really does. Mm-hmm. But Dan, you're famous for going into forests. Would you live your life differently in the 1400s? A hundred percent. Let me tell you my favorite forest story. Forest uh-huh. Gump. Uh, I was sleeping in a parking lot <laughs> in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, I was the only car there. Uh, I was sleeping in my car. There was one other car there, nobody around, right? I'm laying there half asleep and all of a sudden, at like 1.30 in the morning, I hear this primal scream, right? Just like, Rah! scared the bejeebers out of me. I sit up and look out my window and there's this guy screaming next to the other car in the parking lot, maybe like 10 stalls away. <clears throat> and I totally understood. It only took two seconds of looking at him to understand what had happened. He had been working his way out of the forest probably since sunset, right? Mm -hmm. And in the dark forest, it's very, like, oppressive, especially, like, in Oregon and Washington. It's such a dark place. And when he finally reached his uh, car, it was like this release of tension that he had probably felt for hours. He was just, like, so glad to be out of the forest that he just screamed. And then he got in his car and drove away. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's the forest right there. It's summed up in one experience. 
you know, the mm-hmm. black forest. So the fact that you would write a story about parents leaving their kids in the forest and then the terrible things that happened to them, that would not make a good book. Not Just anymore. That, yeah. No, no, it's not a good subject to talk about. So I was right. I sensed it, that it was a, a terrible story for kids. Now I have this survey that backs me up. Mm-hmm. Feels good. Tyce, my favorite Danny's bolt holes are the ones that are just uh, the Danny going back to prove that he was right in previous episodes of the podcast. Yeah. Those yeah, are supporting very- evidence <laughs> to <laughs> claims he's made on other podcasts. That's all that my life is. It's just like <laughs> me trying to find evidence that what I just bookmark told you that. is yeah, kind correct. of true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So do we name it something else besides bolt hole or just keep it as is? I already mo- wrote the song. Mm-hmm. Let's not change it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. We, we can't get rid of that song. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, just a, it's just a kind of the bolt hole. Yeah. 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 Not all the time, but it is a, a reoccurring theme for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let the record show Hansel and Gretel is a disturbing story and should not be read to children to a large part of the person of the of the population. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not what, everyone. Some people. What would pets it. do in that story? Uh, would they eat the witch? Like the witch, witch's face. Mm-hmm. The witch mm-hmm. maybe change the witch's whole attitude. Oh, her heart. Children. Mm-hmm. Like, Rose three sizes. Yeah. Too big. They would yeah. have just eaten all the breadcrumbs uh, when they dropped them, the pets. Yeah. So that wouldn't even yeah, have happened. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Well, Danny, great job once again on the bolt hole. Uh, what's coming up for you this week? Oh, uh, big things. Um, Ooh. We're Let's hear them. YouTube stuff. Mediocre amateur. Thanks to anyone who has subscribed. I feel like my subscribers is going up. I'm still not anywhere near 100,000, but mm-hmm. at least I'm close to 80,000. So I'm That's on my That's pretty close. Uh, it's just so slow. Organic growth, I know, is the right way to do things, but man, it sucks to sit around. Maybe if I woke up earlier, took a cold shower, mm-hmm. and ate more protein, mm-hmm. that I could got get that to trampoline in. Yeah. But yeah, so stand by. I got some mediocre stuff. If you want to see what I do when I'm not podcasting, mm-hmm. it's there on Mediocre Amateurs. So. Okay. Yeah, we'd love to. Yeah. I yeah. subscribed, so I've done my part. You've mm-hmm. done your part. You can just. Boom, subscribe. One of the 80,000. Walk away. Yeah. yeah one of the 80,000. One, one in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Very you, good. You, Tyson? I have a Major League, Inside Major League Pickleball podcast right after this. Uh, then uh, we got a break on Tuesday, I guess. Since Yeah. Uh, what are you going to do? Nice. Get any more pickleball? Rent a mansion and go swimming. I should go play pickleball. Probably have to take the van in because we took it in recently uh, and they... I think they did an oil change, but they forgot to reset the oil change. Like, oil oh, I hate thing. that. Yeah. yeah. Now you don't know. Now I don't know. Did they yeah. really actually do yeah. it? And then uh, started a new podcast, Life with Boston Rob and Tyson Apostle, where we just kind of uh, talk about life. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Uh, so uh, we just wander aimlessly through conversation through the forest. for half an hour. Yeah. yeah, through the forest, through the, yeah. the proverbial Deep, forest. Dark forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tyson's mind. Uh, Rob, what have you got going on? You got something in like five minutes. Yeah, I got to uh, jump on an amazing race exit interview. Talk about the latest team uh, who lost the amazing race. See what they're up to. Uh, got to talk about Wednesday over on Nothing But Netflix uh, this weekend. Uh, the brand new Adams Family reboot, which I thought was uh, very, very fun. Yeah, and Liz then, loved it. Yeah. 
And then also uh, everything going on with the reality TV stuff over at robisawebsite.com. Thank you so much for joining us uh, once again. This was a really fun news AF here on a Monday. Yeah, Monday. Start your week off right. Yes. Okay. And let's see hear how productive everybody's week was after listening to this on Monday. Okay. Yeah. So when you come back next week. Uh, and uh, until next time, take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. We did it, guys. 